Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hey there. So today we're going to be talking about boundaries. And this is a topic that gets me a little bit fired up because I get really frustrated when I talk to folks that are really struggling with people pushing back on them and they don't stand up for themselves. So I want to talk a little bit about that because over the last few weeks I've had several clients that I've been working with and they are just, they're struggling with this. And I understand that it's difficult to kind of put yourself out there and go and talk to somebody because having conversations that are uncomfortable are uncomfortable. And a lot of people get very stressed out and very nervous and very anxious and worried about all of the different implications about having these conversations. But if we're not sticking up for ourselves and we're not setting clear boundaries and we're not making sure that we're not getting abused or walked over or pushed around, who's going to do it for us, right? It's all part of being in control of your career. If you are not making sure that people are treating you the way they should be treating you, they're not going to. There's nobody out there that's going to come in and stick up for you, right? So let's start off with talking about it from the beginning, right? And you can avoid confusion from the start when you first start working someplace or you first meet new people or you're introducing yourself to a new supervisor or a new team or new peers. Be constructive and be thoughtful in how you start laying the groundwork and the foundation for the boundaries that you set, okay? One of the things I know I struggled with early in my career was that I didn't set clear boundaries in the beginning when I started a job and then three, six, 12 months later when I was working nonstop on all different types of things that were not my job responsibilities, it's very hard then to walk it back because in the beginning we're so anxious to please and we want to dazzle them and we want to make sure that they think we're amazing and we go above and beyond but then people get used to that and then they take more and more and more did you ever hear the saying when you were a kid give them an inch they take a mile my mother used to use that all the time you know kids are constantly pushing at the boundaries and see how much they can get away with adults are no different We do the same thing. If we can get away with a little more, a little more, then we're going to. If no one says anything to us, we're just going to continue to push. And it might just be a really small thing or it might grow to a really big thing. Other people are the same. They'll do that with you if you allow them. And we have to push back on those boundaries. So when you start off with a new position or boss or team or colleague, you want to make sure that you're very clear and specific with what your boundaries are. Now, I'm not saying you need to sit them down and be like, look, I don't like if people talk to me like this. I don't like to stay late. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being very mindful about your interactions, particularly early on and see how people are treating you. And if they do things or expect things or ask things that you're not comfortable with or you don't like or you don't want to have to be doing forever, then you need to push back and say, you know what, I really appreciate that you keep coming to me to help you out with these projects because you see me as a PowerPoint expert. But 
that's not really part of my job description and I'm happy to help you so that you can do your job, but I don't have a lot of time for me to do your job and my job. Now, that's obviously a fairly direct way of going at it. You can certainly soften that up. You can kind of dance around the issue. You can say that you're busy or you can just be direct and say, look, that's not my job. I'm happy to help you, but I have a lot of things going on too. And you can be polite about it. You can be mild-mannered. You can be very nice in the way that you approach it. Whatever is your conversation style, I would encourage you to do it that way. If you are kind of an in-your-face kind of person, then hey, might as well carry it all the way through. If that's your brand, if that's who you are and that's how you communicate and people know you for that, then don't shy back away from that because then people are going to think, well, they didn't really come at it the way they normally do. They just kind of said, I don't know if I like this too much. So maybe that means there's some wiggle room, right? The more clear you can be, the better. But again, try and do it not in an argumentative state, right? You're just trying to lay the, the foundation to let them know that my job is this, your job is that, I'm always happy to help, but I still have to focus on my job as a priority, okay? And ask them questions to confirm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you see where I'm coming from? Do you have any questions? Those kinds of things, because that again, that softens it a little bit and you might get a better perspective of where they're coming from Perhaps you'll understand better why they are coming to you all the time. Maybe they have no idea what it is they're doing. Maybe they weren't trained. Maybe they hate that part of their job and they're just trying to dump it on your desk. Who knows? It could be a million different things, right? Maybe they just have too much on their plate and, and that's something that you could help them with. Encourage them to go and talk to the boss. Hey, this person has too much, right? So instead of necessarily shutting them down and alienating them because you don't want to do their job, you could end up being a helper to them because for whatever reason, they're coming to you because they're not able to get it all done. Okay. So, and the same thing goes with your supervisors. You know, when you come in and you start off and you're working late every day to make sure that you get your assignments ready and you're making sure that you're going above and beyond, you're answering emails on the weekends. Be mindful of that. I'm not saying not to do it, but I am saying to mentally set yourself some boundaries on where it is you are willing to be in six months, okay? Because if you're answering emails within a 15-minute response time all weekend long, your first three months, do you want to be doing that for the next 10 years if you're working at that place every single weekend all year long? Or do you think maybe it might be good to set the expectation a little bit lower so that you do have some wiggle room? What if you're at your kid's sports game? What if you're away with your spouse? What if you're just want to sit in front of the TV and do nothing and not have to do work one afternoon, right? So unless it's a requirement of your job, be careful of the expectation that you're setting for them because you're teaching people what to expect from you. You're teaching people how to treat you. And if they recognize that you're going to be answering emails at a 15-minute response time, that's going to be really dazzling in the beginning. But it's very quickly going to be something that's going to drive you crazy about your job or your lifestyle may change. Maybe you get married, maybe you have kids and you cannot keep that up, right? Now you have to have an uncomfortable conversation and go to your supervisor and say, hey, look, you know, I understand the last three years I have been on it in 15 minutes, no matter where I am, whatever I'm doing, I answer your emails, but now I got a life and now I can't do it. How is that conversation going to go, 
right? You're almost setting yourself up to have an uncomfortable conversation because you will have to have it at some point. So be mindful about the different things that you allow to go on, particularly in the beginning. I'm not saying you have to go to your boss and be like, look, I know I've been here a week and you guys are emailing me at night. I don't think that's cool. I'm not going to respond. No, you, it doesn't have to be a conversation. It's just your behavior dictates their response and their behavior. Okay. So being mindful about what it is, unless that was something that was set up when you got hired and that was the requirement, that was the expectation, then you're stuck with it, right? Unless you want to go in and talk about negotiating those kinds of things. But most jobs aren't going to tell you you have a 15 minute response time unless you're in some kind of an on-call situation. And then I would hope that you're not on call seven days a week, but it depends on the job, right? So making sure that you're being very clear and purposeful about your boundaries from the very beginning is very important. Okay. But even though we're being mindful of doing this, obviously many of you, most of you have been in your job for a period of time already. Perhaps you didn't set very good boundaries in the beginning. Perhaps you really did want to dazzle like I did when I was younger and you ran around like a crazy person and now you just have no idea how to back that back up, right? Perhaps you work with people that you are supervising and they're constantly going around you instead of coming to you when you're responsible for their work. Perhaps they're not listening to your guidance and double checking it with your peers or your supervisor or other people. Perhaps your staff is asking for days off from somebody else or a whole variety of different ways that people are not respecting your, your leadership or your authority. You can continue to go as the way it is, right? And then be grumbling in your head of, wait a second, I, I, I earned this position. I'm supposed to be supervising this. They're supposed to come to me. They're supposed to talk to me. I'm supposed to be involved with this. Why is this not happening? right? Did I not set clear boundaries? Is it a personality thing? What's going on here? Okay. Those are the situations. And that's just a couple of examples, right? There are tons of different ways that people push back on our boundaries. People asking you to work on weekends, week after week after week, right? The key here is to address it early. Nip it in the bud, as they say, right? If you're seeing a pattern emerge here where something is happening once, maybe it's a fluke. Happens twice, definitely seems like a coincidence. Third time, that's it. That's it, right? Third time, what do they say? Strike one, strike two, those kinds of things, right? If they've done it to you now three times, someone has really pushed against your boundaries three times, that means it's time that you need to address it unless you are willing to live with it right? And you really have to do some soul searching there. If it's something minor that you can live with, that isn't going to impact your personal growth at the office, it's not going to impact your level of respect that you command from the rest of your team. If one person is really pushing on you, think of it like the bully in school, right? The bully that's calling you names. If you don't stand up to them, eventually other kids are going to start calling you names and it just snowballs from there. And it's not guaranteed that that's going to happen but it's certainly not earning you any points for respect because you don't stand up for yourself. So if someone has done something that they shouldn't be doing and pushing on your boundaries three times, 
it's time to start thinking about what am I going to do to correct this situation? Because clearly they're not respecting the boundaries that I put in place. And the first thing you want to think about is, did I set clear boundaries? Was I explicitly clear with this person that this is the way it is? This is what I expect. This is how I do my business. And this is what you should be doing. And this is not okay. Okay. The first time they did it, did you say anything? Like, oh, gosh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't understand why you, you did that. I thought we were doing it this way. And you could even throw it off the cuff, you know, just a, a gentle comment the first time or the second time and think, gosh, did you misunderstand? Because my instructions were to do it this way and see what they say. That may just knock it out of the park right away and no problem. They didn't understand. Maybe they thought they could push back on you and thought that you wouldn't notice and just by saying something like that, they don't do it again. Because again, remember, many, many people don't like confrontation. Many people don't like to have tough conversations, right? So if you let them know that you're not gonna just let this slide, even subtly, like that kind of off the cuff kind of a conversation, they may back right off because they recognize, oh, this person is not going to let this slide through and we're eventually gonna have to have some kind of conversation that I know I don't wanna have, okay? That's obviously the best case scenario. But then you've got other people that are going to continue to push because they don't care. They don't, they don't necessarily believe or they don't care if you're going to have that conversation with them and they're going to push. And those are the people that you have to have a conversation with, right? And I understand it's one of those difficult conversations. A lot of us don't like to have them. Confrontation is uncomfortable. Um, I'll be honest, I am not averse to confrontation. I, I just... I would much rather clear the air and have no bad blood. And sometimes in my life that has served me very well. Other times it has not because not everybody likes that, right? And I would rather have it out and then be friends again and, and move on after that than continue to fester because I am one of those people that I can only take so much and then I blow, right? So if I allow things to fester, then it's going to get much worse for me. Not everybody's like that. But... You certainly don't want to go forward on the long run just letting it go over and over and over. If that's the way you want to manage your career, you can. But recognize there could be consequences to that because, again, how are you supposed to develop into a leader or a better leader or a more advanced leader, work your way up the ladder, if you can't manage your staff, if you can't manage up, if you can't, you know, deal with your peers in a respectable way and everybody is walking all over you. That doesn't demonstrate leadership. That does demonstrate being in control of what's going on and understanding what things are happening around you, okay? So when you have the conversation with this person, a couple of things obviously are important. You need to make sure that you have it in private, right? You don't want to call them out in front of other people. You want to see if you can bring them to your office, bring them to your cubicle, take them to a conference room, wherever it is you can. Go have coffee if you want to diffuse it kind of in a more casual way. Whatever approach feels most comfortable to you in your situation. But you want to remove them from the group. You don't want to do this in front of other people. 
and you want to make it very constructive. You want to be very productive in your approach. You don't want to be accusatory. The last thing you want to do is go in there and say, you, 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 you. I told you I didn't want you to be doing this and I hate it when you're doing this and I asked you not to do this and you, 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 right? Because that instantly puts people on the defensive and you're not going to get anywhere. They're going to shut down. They're going to sit there and they may listen to you. They may just walk out, okay? You want to be very specific in how you address it and say, I wanted to talk to you about this because I am noticing that perhaps I wasn't clear in what I was expecting from the team or I wasn't clear about what I was expecting from you. However it is, turn it around on you. At least for the first conversation, make it seem like you're the one that perhaps were not clear for them. Give them an escape hatch. Because then they can say, oh, yeah, you know, it really wasn't clear to me that that's what you expected. I apologize. I'll be better in the future. They may or may not be better in the future, but at least you're giving them the opportunity to just say, yeah, it was you, but I won't do it anymore. Okay? And it costs you nothing to say that. Really, it doesn't. I mean, it, it may be uncomfortable to say that you messed up, and I get that not everybody is comfortable with saying that, but it will diffuse the situation in a much less volatile nature than you going in there and accusing them of going behind your back or running an end run around you or trying to sabotage your career, or whatever it is you think or feel that they're doing. They may be doing all of those things. They absolutely might be, right? So trust your instincts and in whatever is going on. If something doesn't seem right, your instincts are often correct and we often ignore them because we don't wanna think that of other people, right? Try to think the best if you can, but if your instincts are really screaming that something's off here, you need to have a conversation. But again, the conversation isn't accusing them about all the things your in instincts are telling you. At the beginning, you wanna give them the benefit of the doubt and say, I wanna make sure that I was perfectly clear in what it is that I've asked you to do. So this is how we're gonna do this, okay? You know what's coming next because I say it in all of these episodes where we talk about having conversations. Documentation, cover your ass. Go back to your desk, type up an email, send it to them, following up, say thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate whatever the outcome is. I just wanted to reiterate that this is what we discussed and this is where we go from here and send it to them, right? Because now you have it documented that you have told them whatever your boundary was in the beginning that they pushed against, okay? You've documented that you had a constructive conversation and that they were present. You had a conversation that you're documenting about what the next steps are and how to rectify this. And this serves you on multiple levels, right? If they go to your boss and complain about the fact that you call them into your office to talk to them about something because you're whiny and you're being a baby and it's so stupid and they don't understand and blah, 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 whatever, right? You have an email that documents exactly what you talked about. Number two, when or if they choose to push against that boundary again in the future, then you can bring that email back up and say, look, I know we had this conversation. You were there. We discussed this. It was all pretty clear here. What am I missing? 
What am I not communicating to you? How can I help you do your job in the way that you're supposed to? And again, notice that I'm not saying you did all of this stuff wrong. It's more about how can you help them do their job correctly? How can you help them and prepare them and make them aware of what it is they're supposed to be doing to fit within your boundaries? Because the more we can take the ownership of the conversation and the weight of what it is that's going wrong, the better response we typically get from the person on the other side because they're not being attacked. They're not being called out. They're not being accused, even if they should be, right? And I get it. It's super frustrating. You just want to go into their office and be like, what the hell is wrong with you? I told you that this is the way we're going to do it. Why aren't you doing it? But you can't do it that way for a whole bunch of reasons why right I mean sometimes we just want to go into our office close the door jump up and down and silently scream and wave our fists because people can be crazy but you also have to take some ownership because if you are not maintaining your boundaries if you are not consistently holding that line people are going to push so some of it is on you because that first time they pushed against it you didn't make any comment you just let it go and assumed it might have been a mistake instead of saying did something happen here? I thought that this is how we were setting things up. Did I miss something? Right? And it can just be very innocuous like that. Just very calm, cool, collected. Just throw it out there. Whatever your conversation style is, like I said, if, if you want to make it a joke, you can make it a joke, however you feel comfortable. But again, every time they push against your boundaries and you do not push back, they're going to continue to push further and further and further, okay? And here's the problem with that from a leadership and a career development problem perspective. The more you allow people to push on your boundaries, you are focusing your energy on dealing with that problem instead of dealing with your career, right? We all have staff that we have to manage and lead at some point in our career, and they're all going to challenge our boundaries. And in order to demonstrate that you are worthy of leading teams and managing people and managing just professional relationships, it doesn't even have to be someone that works below you or above you. It could just be someone in the office next door, right? Maybe they're constantly next door playing music in their office that's coming through the wall and you cannot focus, okay? Just general respect and making sure that people treat you the way in which you expect to be treated and the way in which you treat others is very important because it demonstrates that you are in control of your little world, your little bubble, right? You're making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're not going to get walked on. Now, if you're that person who's cranking your music to make it louder than the guy next door and you guys are in this constant battle of, of raising it up or, you know, to use the example of running to the boss to ask for something to go over your head, if you're constantly going around that way too, then we need to think about that, right? Because if your side of the street is not clear and you are complaining about the guy on the other side of the street because his side isn't clear, we kind of have to make sure our own house is in order. And that's a whole lot of mixed metaphors there. But you get my point, right? If, if we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing and we're flipping out because somebody else isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, we kind of have to fix our stuff first, okay? If it's 
something where they're just not getting what it is that you're asking them to do, you never know. It may just be a complete breakdown of communication and take their feedback when you talk to them about what's going on and why they're pushing on your boundaries. Ask them, was I not clear? Maybe I didn't explain it. What could I do better to make sure that you understand our processes? Is there something else I can provide to you? Would a spreadsheet be helpful? Would a list be helpful? Would documentation of some sort, a, a, a manual, maybe you have an office manual or some sort, right? Talk to them about what's going wrong if they are willing to have that conversation with you. If the conversation's going really well when you're talking to them about the fact that they're pushing on your boundaries, ask them those questions. Because you may find out that you are not nearly as clear in your communications as you think. Perhaps you thought that you laid this all out very clearly. Perhaps you didn't. If there's more than one person that are pushing against your boundaries in similar ways, that's probably on you, not on them, right? And you may want to revisit how you lay out your terms to the people that you're talking about, right? How you establish your boundaries and how you reinforce them and how you keep them. Because if multiple people are pushing against them in different ways, then perhaps they were pretty flimsy to start with. Or even worse, maybe they're just completely unreasonable, right? I only want to work Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. I only want to work from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. and people are constantly asking you to stay late. Wait a minute right? I mean, that's an extreme example, but you see what I'm saying? If your boundaries are just completely ridiculous, then you might want to make some considerations about, is there any way you can be a little bit more flexible? And I understand we all have things that we're willing to, to put up with, but at the same time, depending on your job and where you're at and what you're doing and what level you're at, there does have to be some level of flexibility there. And if your team or your staff or your supervisor is coming and saying, this is just not going to work for us, then that's where compromise comes in, right? Maybe it's something that you talk about and say, you know, I, I, I get it. I, I don't typically do all of the PowerPoint presentations because that's not my job description. But if this person's underwater because they're doing so much and I have a little bit of time in my schedule, maybe I could help them out. Maybe I could do one a week or two a week or Again, very clunky example, but just to dumb it down, something like that where you could offer to be of assistance. Because if someone else is constantly floundering and by effect is pushing against your boundaries, asking for help, perhaps they're just not articulating it the right way and coming to you and saying, I'm completely swamped, I need help. Maybe they're just coming to you saying, you're so good at this, you do it so quickly, maybe you could just do it one more time. If they continue to do that, there might be something else going on there, right? So a lot of this is all about really paying attention to people's behavior and repeated behavior, what they're doing over and over again, and how they're pushing against things and assessing if it is something that is really an affront to your boundaries and if it's something that needs to be addressed or if they're having some other kind of issue that you could help with. Right, But if it is where they're pushing against your boundaries and they are taking advantage or going around you, not including you in emails or just disrespecting you as a supervisor or someone that's a team leader, wherever you're at, those are the kind of things that need to be addressed. And the sooner the better, because the longer it goes on, the more passionate you're going to be about it because you're going to be frustrated 
and the more difficult it's going to be for you to have a constructive conversation from your perspective because you are passionate about it, but the more difficult it is going to be for you to change their behavior because think about it, you've allowed them to do this for two months, three months, four months, five months, a year, two years, however long, they're going to look at you and be like, well, why now do you not want to do this anymore? This is the way we've been doing it. What's your problem? And you allowed it to happen. Okay. It doesn't mean that you can't walk it back. If someone has been doing this to you for months and they're driving you crazy, I'm not saying you can't go in the work tomorrow and say, look, I really need to talk to you about this. It's been bothering me for a long time. This is how I thought we were doing things and I'm confused because you consistently do these things and I don't understand what I'm doing to encourage that behavior. I'm not understanding where I went wrong and explaining that this is how things work here. I'm not understanding why the first stop on the communication chain isn't me. I thought I made that clear from the beginning. Was I not clear? however you go about it, whatever the issue is you're having, right? It doesn't mean that it can't be done. You could have somebody pushing against your boundaries for 10 years and you want to make a change. Maybe you're okay with it when you were younger, but as you've gotten older, you don't want that type of behavior anymore. Couch it that way. You know, when I was young and I was willing to run around and do everybody else's job, great. Now I've got more on my plate now. I've got more roles and responsibilities and I need to make sure that I'm focusing on what I need to be doing. And I can't be helping you pick up the slack. I can't be having you run around talking to other people when you're supposed to be coming to me. I need to be in the loop. Talk to them about it, okay? Set up new boundaries. And again, follow it up with documentation. Always, always, always document it. Send them an email. Thank them for their time. Thank them for their attention. Thank them for listening. Thank them for talking to you. Be overly gratuitous, right? I mean, you could kill them with kindness if, if you think that they're going to be a problem in the future. Kill them with kindness. Thank you so much for taking the time, if that's your style. I, I, I love the kill them with kindness kind of thing because I feel like after a while, if you're super nice to someone, they cannot help but look at you and be like, what is this person's deal? They're just so nice to me and I'm nothing but nasty to them. Are they not getting the message that I don't like them? Nope, not getting it. Not getting it because I'm just going to be nice to you, right? So document everything that you said and send it to them. If you want to do return receipt, fine. If you don't, fine. It's out there, right? The email goes, you know they got it, especially if it's internal email, you know they received the message. It's somewhere in the cyber cloud somewhere. Your company will be able to research it if there's a problem in the future, if you need to find it. At least you have it and save it that you sent it. So again, set your boundaries from the beginning. If you can be as clear with your expectations as absolutely possible, that's the best bet, right? And stick to them. That's, that's the hardest part is reinforcing and sticking to them because especially in the beginning or even if you're dealing with new staff or, or people that are obviously going to be pushing against boundaries, it can become tedious and tiresome to constantly have to push back. Just like kids, right? Hang up your jacket. Hang up your jacket. Put away your shoes. Hang up your jacket. Every day, hang up your jacket. It ends up on the floor. Hang up your jacket. Eventually, they hang up the jacket, but it's not something that happens right away. So you have to really be mindful about maintaining those boundaries because over the long run, it will make your general existence at the office much more pleasant for you 
and it will also give you the reputation that you are fair but firm and this is what you expect this is what you do I do what I'm supposed to do you do what you're supposed to do and everybody gets along I wish you all the best in those conversations you're going to have I'm sure they're going to go fantastic make sure you document them have a great day all right So thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, There's only one you.